Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. This is the Entree Architect Podcast, Episode 75. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark R. LePage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, you're in the process of launching a startup, or you may be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. We've all heard the Evernote hype. Many of us have downloaded the free app, took a spin, and never looked at it again. Others have given it a try, created a few notebooks, added a few to-do lists, and found no use. I know, I did the same thing. But this week on the Entree Architect podcast, I will share 12 ways to quickly get started using Evernote. Support for everything we do here at Entree Architect is provided by our platform sponsor, FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time, FreshBooks. For a free 30-day trial, visit freshbooks.com architect. I am a big fan of Michael Hyatt over at michaelhyatt.com, and he is always preaching the word about Evernote. And I listened to Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast with, with John Lee Dumas, on which I was featured. Check out episode 
527, I think. John asks every entrepreneur he interviews for his favorite resource, and he received so many mentions of Evernote, he now asks for their favorite resource other than Evernote. So I wanted to know what all of the excitement was about, what all this hype about Evernote, what it's all about. You know, how could a tool, which essentially is based on a notebook full of notes, be of any use? I have notebooks all over my desk. I have notes everywhere. I have, I have paper notes and I have sticky notes. And Well, I did. I don't anymore. And how is it different from, from keeping my files in my Mac folders? You know, I have Mac folders in my, in my iMac and, I, and Microsoft has their folder system. How is it different from that? How, and, and how is it different from Dropbox, which, you know, is taking those folders and putting them out in the cloud? So, you know, today, like so many who have dedicated themselves to discovering the many uses of this, I've come to find, amazing tool, Evernote has become a part of my daily life, both, both my personal life as well as my business life. I use it to organize everything I do here at Entrepreneur Architect. In fact, the notes that I'm using right now for this episode, they're on Evernote. All my notes for our weekly video conferences at, the, at our private Entree Architect Academy, the, the private membership site we have, all of those notes, all my prep and all my, my notes for that are all on Evernote. All my coaching calls for Entrepreneur uh, Entrepreneur architect they're all on evernote so when i'm working with an architect who who uh, has has hired me for coaching services i keep a record of what we discussed and so next time we talk i can go back and i can find the record of what we talked about and we can continue on in our next session so everything i do here at entrepreneur architect is all stored on evernote and it's and it's very easily recorded there and very very easily found when i'm looking for something I can just search for it in the search and pop, there it is, right in front of me. And I've written about Evernote a few times on the blog. You can just search for the term Evernote and you'll find several articles, either written by me or, or one of my friends. Um, back in November of 2013, right around the time where we moved our studio from our very large public studio in Pleasantville, you know, a traditional architecture studio, to our new virtual studio, which is no longer new, uh, here at my house, uh, right around that time, November 2013, my friend David Duchette at architectexamprep.com, architectexamprep.com, that's where he lives over there, he contributed a great guest post called The Ultimate Guide to Evernote for Architects, Seven Steps to Get Started Now. So I recommend that that's where you start. I recommend that you check that post out. I'll even link to that on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 75, woohoo, 75 episodes. In that article, David gives us some background on what Evernote is. So he sort of gives us some basis and some background on what, what's going on with Evernote and what, what it is. And, and he talks about how he uses it every day. And uh, he shares the benefits of Evernote and why he feels that every architect should be using this great tool. And then he dives even deeper and he writes about how Evernote works and how it's organized and how to get started. So that is definitely my first recommendation for anyone who is interested in getting started. Visit that post, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Evernote for Architects on Entree Architect. And you can find a link to that on the show notes for this episode at episode 75. Uh, then last July, 
I shared how I record my meeting minutes using Evernote. So I no longer carry around a paper and pen. Uh, when I go to my project meetings, I record all my meeting minutes in Evernote. And that's how I finally got started using Evernote for my business. I've been using it for my personal reminders and storing article clippings and all this stuff that you kind of need a place for for years. I've been using uh, Evernote for that kind of stuff, not really using it, sort of just using it as a storage place. Um, but it really started getting serious when I decided to to pick one thing and start using it. And so that one thing was, was uh, meeting minutes for me. And this week on the blog, I shared a simple way for you to get started by setting up a series of notebooks and using them to manage one single architecture project. Because I found the best way to learn anything and to specifically uh, Evernote and how it works and to discover the true power of this tool is to start using it. Everybody who talks about Evernote and how much they love it all had the same story. They opened it up and they weren't sure what it was all about, kind of looked, you know, didn't make much sense, closed it up and never used it again. I did the same thing. So my recommendation is to read David's article and then start with one thing. And that's how I got started, uh, by using it. And, and you want to do more than just a to-do list or just storage. By setting up a project and using it to manage your day-to-day -day interactions with your clients or your staff and your contractors, um, recording your meeting minutes and your field notes and your correspondence, by doing that and setting up it for project management for one project, by doing that, you'll learn all the different features that Evernote has to offer, and you'll start discovering why it's so powerful. And for, for those who want to learn how to use Evernote and don't really know how and don't understand what all this noise is about, I want to use this episode of the podcast to explain, explain and, and, and expand on my thoughts from the blog post this week. Uh, I want to expand on that blog post about how to set up your, uh, your Evernote for one project. I'm going to offer my opinions and, and share my thoughts on 12 ways to quickly get started using Evernote. So, so in addition to using it for project management, what other ways can we use it? What other ways can we quickly get started using Evernote? Because once we get started, we're never going to look back. All those sticky, sticky notes that are on your computer screen and all those sheets of paper that are, that are thrown all over your desk, they're going to go away because Evernote is going to take care of all that stuff. It's available on your iPhone. It's available on your Android. It's available on your desktop. Everywhere you are, your Evernote's going to be. And you can do, you can input by voice. You can input by, by photograph. You can input by typing. It allows you to do everything. So after this quick break, just to thank FreshBooks for support as a platform sponsor, I'm going to share my 12 ways to quickly get started using Evernote. So just hang on while I talk about FreshBooks because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our mission here at Entrepreneur Architect to become an influential force in the profession of architecture because they realize the need for small firms to build better businesses in order to become better architects. FreshBooks, so what's FreshBooks? FreshBooks is the easy to use invoicing software designed to help us, small firm architects, 
get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. It takes care of all your invoicing. It, it tracks your expenses. It you, you can put your estimating on there, uh, all your, your financial reporting. It all happens on FreshBook in the cloud. So you don't have to have access to it from just your desktop. Anywhere you have access to the internet, you have access to FreshBooks. It saves you time because it's everywhere you are. You can you can import it and you can update it and you can check it and you can send things uh, whether you're sitting at your desk or you're hanging out waiting for the bus to show up. So it saves time. You get paid faster because your invoices can go out by email. You can send your invoices by email. You can have an option for your clients to pay by credit card. So they get it in the email. Boom. They see it. They say, okay, I can click that put in my, my credit card information and boom, you're paid, paid faster. It gets there, potentially could get there in seconds and you can be paid, you know, minutes later. Um, so get paid faster and it's easy and convenient so much better than the old system that I was using. It's easy and convenient because it's everywhere I am. Uh, and it's, and it's very easy to use and you can actually, actually access a 30 day free trial. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect, and make sure you enter the code entree architect in the how did you hear about us section because I want them to continue supporting us because then we can continue building and growing Entrepreneur Architect. To access your free 30-day trial, go to freshbooks.com slash architect. So let's get into the the 12 ways to quickly get started using Evernote. I already talked about number one. Number one is to manage your projects. Go check out the blog post uh, that I wrote this week and and you can set up a very quickly a stack of notebooks. Uh, stack is you have one notebook and then you can have other notebooks inside that notebook. Um, sort of like a subfolder. It only allows you to do one layer deep. You can't do subfolders of subfolders of subfolders like you can do in your in your computer with your with your uh, your folders, your file folders. Um, but I, I show you how you can set up a stack for each project you're doing. I suggest starting with one project so you can get used to it, and then um, manage one project using Evernote, and you'll very quickly start using it for other things as well but I have 11 other things that you can do with it. It is number two, a great tool to finally go paperless. This is the way you go paperless. I am on a quest to go paperless. Um, and Evernote is how I'm doing it. I'm doing it with my ScanSnap scanner. Uh, Evernote has a version of the ScanSnap scanner. Uh, you can find the, the standard version of the ScanSnap scanner which is what I use. It's a Fujitsu uh, ScanSnap, scan and it's very, very fast. It costs about $500, but it is a very fast, very accurate scanner that automatically organizes uh, each scan however you want it organized. It gives you options on whether you want it sent to Evernote. So you, I can scan something and it's automatically sent to Evernote. Um, you can have it automatically sent to uh, an email so you can scan something and it's automatically attached to email. Um, and that it's a great scanner. And, and I can take all the paper that comes into my studio and because it's so fast and so easy, I can stack up a bunch of papers right here next to the scanner. And then once a week on my schedule, 
I scan all my papers and they automatically go right into my Evernote inbox, which I've created a notebook called inbox and everything I scan goes into the inbox and then I can go into the inbox and I can sort it uh, and tag it and move it from the inbox into a folder called cabinet and those cabinets become my file cabinets. Um, so it's very easy. I can have everything that was once paper can now very easily and very quickly go in to Evernote. Uh, and so the world of the paperless studio is here. It is not difficult to do. It is very easy to do. And it doesn't take a whole lot of discipline once you have a fast scanner sitting right next to you uh, that processes very quickly. Uh, so number two, Evernote will help you go paperless. Number three, uh, share notebooks with remote staff and clients. So uh, once you have a notebook set up, you can very quickly share that notebook with your staff. So you can have a notebook dedicated uh, to your timesheets, or you can have a notebook dedicated to a specific project. Maybe one of these project notebooks um, uh, are shared with your staff. Um, or your clients, you can have all of your, uh, your pre-designed questionnaire and your images and all the things that you work with with clients, you can have a shared notebook. Um, your, your, um, the progress drawings of, of each step of the way, when you print out a big set of drawings, you can also print out a PDF and send them to a, a notebook in Evernote and share that notebook with your clients. So no longer do they have to have the paper documents. They have access to your notebook in your, in your uh, Evernote. Um, and they have, you can share that and they have access just to that one notebook. So a quick way to get you started with Evernote uh, is to create a notebook and share it with remote staff and clients. That's what I do. That's what helps us in this virtual studio that we've we've created, I'm creating a system using Dropbox and Evernote um, that my staff have access to. So I can update it, and it's all there for them to access it, uh, much like you know a server in a in a traditional studio. So number three is share notebooks with remote staff and clients. Number four, archive your email. This may be one of the best features of Evernote. You can archive your email. When you set up an account with Evernote, and Evernote is free, they have a paid version as well. I have the paid version, but the the free version has pretty much everything you need. Um, the, the paid version has more capacity, but the you get an email address. And so you can send any email uh, directly to your to your Evernote and you define, you decide what notebook you want your email sent to and it will automatically, whatever you send to that email can go and it'll be automatically sent to that, uh, that notebook. So here's the idea. You have a project and you have very important emails that you are, you want to save. And traditionally what we've done is flag them, right? Or we've moved them to a folder in our email box and the email stacks up and becomes burdensome and full and your your uh, your internet provider starts telling you you don't have any more room, Evernote solves that. Every email that is important that needs to be saved, you simply forward it to your Evernote notebook and boom, it's there. Automatically, you can delete it on your email server and it's automatically saved in your Evernote. When you're looking for it, you just go to 
Evernote, search for it, and boom, there it is. So number four, archive your email. And you can put anything in, in Evernote, anything you want to save, you can email it and it's there automatically. Number five, I love this one. Sort of goes with uh, the paperless theme of number two. Empty your file cabinets. I haven't looked at my file cabinet in over a year. I've taken everything that's in it. I've My archives, I've actually bundled up and put them in storage. I could scan all of that and put it into Evernote, but I don't see a, a need for that right now. I don't want to spend the time or the money to do that. But everything from the point where I decided to do this on has gone through and been scanned and 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 uh, saved on Evernote. So I no longer open my file cabinets. Anything that was once in my metal file cabinets are no longer in my file cabinets. I have one file cabinet in my studio now here at the virtual studio, which is very small. So I don't have room for a lot of, of file cabinets. I no longer need to go into that file cabinet. Um, everything is in Evernote, everything is searchable. So number five, quick way to get started using Evernote is to empty your file cabinets. You can scan and file everything you need into Evernote. Number six, integrate with your productivity tools. So for my, my task manager, I use Nozbe, N-O-Z-B-E. Uh, Nozbe is a great tool. It's sort of based on the getting things done method by David Allen. Um, and you can you can set up Nozbe to be integrated with Evernote. So when I have a task that needs to be done in Nozbe, I can put all of the resources for that task in Nozbe in Evernote. And then I can link those notes back to Nozbe. So when I go to my Nozbe to see what the next thing is, needs to be done, I instantly have access through a link to the resources I need to get that task done in Evernote. So you can link to you can link to Evernote, uh, and there's other things you can link to as well. Um, I mean, link to Nozbe through Evernote, and you can do that with many different apps. Nozbe is the one I use. I don't do it with any any other any other apps, but Nozbe is a great way to do that. Number seven, uh, shopping lists. I use Evernote for my shopping list, uh, both personally and for my businesses. So grocery shopping, when you need uh, peanut butter, we ran out of peanut butter this morning. I went to my Evernote and I put it on my uh, shopping list note and my Evernote, and I can share that note with Anne-Marie. Uh, so when she's shopping, she has access to everything that I know we're out of. Same thing with business. I used to have a sticky note that I would have all the time sitting next to my computer. Whenever we ran out of something, I would just write it on the sticky note. And I, when I, when I put in my order online to order new, new supplies, I would look for that sticky note and then I would order everything. Now I just put it on my, on Evernote and I keep my desk clear. So shopping lists, any kind of lists really, are excellent in Evernote. There's an option for checklists, so you can actually set up checklists with checkmark boxes. Uh, excellent for lists and specifically for shopping lists. That was number seven. Number eight, you can keep all your manuals and all your instructions and all your warranties and all that stuff that you need to keep forever, but you never look at it. You have a file cabinet half full with warranties and instructions and manuals that you put in there that you never looked at ever again, but you know you can't throw it away because what if you need it? 
Now it can go into Evernote and you can throw them away and you never see them again. It doesn't fill up your, your file cabinet with these manuals and instructions and, and warranties. Number nine, this is one I learned from Michael Hyatt. Uh, subscribe to email newsletters. I love this idea. Rather than, rather than cluttering up your email inbox with newsletters, you can unsubscribe from any email um, subscription that you like, any, anyone that you don't like, I've already talked about in that past episodes about just deleting all the uh, unsubscribing from any newsletter that actually, I don't think that was a podcast episode. I think I wrote that in a blog post about email. Um, but you can unsubscribe to the ones you like as well and then resubscribe using your Evernote email address. <laughs> I love that idea. Now, whenever that email newsletter comes, it automatically goes to your Evernote rather than your inbox. I think that's genius. And you could do that with so many different things that that uh, that you don't that you have come by email but you don't need to read right away. You can have them diverted to your Evernote inbox uh, by email. So rather than giving them your normal email and it goes into your inbox, it can automatically go into Evernote. So all your newsletters can be in one notebook in Evernote and whenever you're ready to read, you can go to that one notebook wherever you are, whether you're on your iPad or your I, I Mac or your iPhone or your Android or whatever you're using, you go to your Evernote, pick up that notebook and you can read all your newsletters in one place. I love that one. So that was number nine, subscribe to email newsletters uh, by using the email uh, through Evernote. Number 10, Evernote has great sister apps. There is Web Clipper that when you're surfing the web, you can um, find a page that you like and you can click one button and it automatically gives you the option of just highlighting the article you're reading or the whole page or a piece of the page. Um, and it will automatically send it to Evernote. Just by clicking one button, you can save it and you don't have to, to do a, a, a favorites or any of other reminder, no bookmarks, none of that. If you just one article you like, you can clip it and send it automatically to your Evernote. Here's a sister app called Skitch. Skitch uh, lets you do screenshots of anything on your, on your computer. It allows you to upload PDF files to Skitch and then write on them. So you can actually write right on them. Um, and and uh, they put arrows and, and words and text on them and then save them automatically. Everything that's in Skitch, Skitch is automatically saved to your Evernote. And so that's a great app as well. The third sister app, and I believe all three of these are owned by Evernote. There are many, many, many other apps that integrate with Evernote and work just as well, but these three are actually owned by Evernote. The third one is Scannable. <clears throat> That's a relatively new app. I just downloaded it on my iPhone. And what it does is when you have a paper document, you can take a photograph of the document using Scannable and it's it converts it to a scan rather than a, a, a PDF image. Mix it, I mean, rather than a, a JPEG image. It turns it into a PDF automatically and it converts it as if it was scanned. It's, it doesn't have all, all of the, um, the shadows on it and the, and the way the text is, you know, when you take a photograph, you can see all the wrinkles. Scannable cleans all that up and it creates it as if it was scanned. It's a great app. 
uh, and automatically saves it to Evernote. So number 10, use the uh, sister apps and quickly get started using Evernote. Number 11, I am heading on Tuesday to Atlanta, Georgia, here in the United States for the AIA convention. And I'm traveling all over all the time for many different things for Entrepreneur Architect. Um, travel records, where am I gonna keep all this stuff? Where do I keep my, my records for my hotel? Where do I keep my records for my flight? As soon as I book the flight, as soon as I book the hotel, and I get the automatic confirmation in my email, I automatically forward it to my Evernote and it, and I have it there. So, and I still print out the, the papers. So I have them and I carry them with me, but I always have a backup in Evernote. If I ever get to the airport and I can't find the paper, the, the ticket, I can go to my Evernote and I have it right there automatically. They can scan the, the, um, the document on my iPhone and it will still work. So all your travel records, also, your, another one that Michael Hyatt had mentioned, sort of in the, in the same vein as records, you can do all your medical records also can be done, saved on Evernote. So whenever, if you ever move to another place and you, you have another doctor or, or you go to a consulting doctor and you, you want the, your records, you can have all your records, all your, your supplements and your medications can all be in a notebook in your Evernote. So that's sort of a bonus one. I'm not, I'm not going to count that as my as my 12, but that's another good one. Uh, number 12 is you can record your eventually list. So what's an eventually list? Well, in, in the getting things, getting things done method by David Allen, uh, he talks about creating a list of things that you want to eventually do. They're not things that need to be done today. And they're not things that are going to be done tomorrow. They're things that are going to be done eventually. And his argument is that when you record them, they come out of your head and they, and you can have a stress-free life. But you need a place to capture all of those eventuallys. Um, you can capture all of your tasks through Evernote as well. But your, your eventually list, I use my nose B for all the other things, but my eventually list is is on my Evernote. So whenever I have another great idea, I have hundreds of thousands of great ideas that will make me millions someday. Um, eventually, they're all sitting out there in a notebook in Evernote, and I'm happy to go check them out whenever I want. I can go and read down my list of all the things that, that someday I may eventually do. And it keeps everything nice and tidy. So that's it. Those are my 12 ways to quickly get started using Evernote. So I would say, Go read David's post on the blog, then create that one stack of notebooks to start managing one project. Don't manage all your projects at first. Don't, don't commit that big, commit small, small steps and you'll get there. So try one thing. You can even not do that and pick any of these other 11 and try one, just do one thing and give it a shot and you'll, and you'll really like it. And there's so many more ways of using uh, Evernote. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm sure that if you get started with these 12, you will soon be using Evernote to do everything you do, like me. There's, there's so much more to talk about, but, but I really want, I wanted to keep this basic. I don't wanna get into all the bells and whistles of Evernote. There are many. Um, tags is one of them. Uh, once you get into it, you're going to learn about tags because tags 
takes this whole thing to a whole new level. Um, but I want to help you get started and I want you to try to, to keep it basic to get started. And I want to know, uh, I want to, to know more, uh, about your thoughts. I never know. I want you to leave me a comment at entrearchitect.com slash episode 75. And if I, if I receive enough feedback to get deeper into Evernote and show, talk about tags and, and all the other things that Evernote does, I'll do that either here or uh, on the podcast or at the blog. But, but I gave you some Evernote in the blog this week, and I'm giving you more Evernote here. It's a big, big subject that many, many people ask me about, which is why I've dedicated this whole week to Evernote. But if you want more, because there's more, go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 75 and let me know that you want more. And I'll give you more. I'll tell you more about how I use it and how the tag systems work because that's really, really important. And, you know, as I develop my productivity system and as I become more efficient and I, and I get more done by doing less, I'm learning to, to simplify and to reduce everything to down to, to its essential elements. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. So rather than using 10 different tools, um, I'm looking for ways to do the same 10 things with one or two tools. You know, I used to have an app for everything. I would have a, a, a tool for this and a tool for that and a tool for this, and my iPhone was full of apps. I'm trying to narrow down and use one tool. And I would say that Evernote is, is the most flexible, uh, best tool to help do that, to help pick up all of the pieces from many, many different apps that are out there. You can do a lot of that on Evernote. And so I would say, let's start there. This is, this is, um, this is uh, my life. This helps me sort of clarify what I'm doing, keeps my stress level down, and, and it, it really allows me to focus on the things that matter most. And so I encourage you to, to take a look at Evernote, give it another try, commit to just one little piece and make it grow. And I would say that it's going to help you organize your life. It'll help you be less stressed. It'll help you build a better business and be a better architect. So give it a try and then go to the blog and let me know what you think. I would really, really love to know your thoughts on what you think about Evernote today and then go try it and then and then come back and tell me more about what you discovered and what you like and what you don't like. Because I'd, I'd love to share this with other architects and learn what other architects are doing and go back and forth. Like I always say, the more we share, the more we're all going to learn and the profession is going to get stronger and small firm architects are going to have more influence. So check it out. Try one thing in Evernote and let me know what your thought is. If you like this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a review because this is how you may help me spread the word about Entrepreneur Architect and our mission to become an influential force in the profession. This week, I received a new five-star review from Meek78. Thank you, Meek78. Meek78 said, what a great, great resource for young architects interested in all things business. I just finished my last ARE exam and the, the thought of creating my own firm is alive more now than ever. 
This podcast is a great source of encouragement. I look forward to each update and listen over my lunch break. Thank you very much, Meek78, and congratulations on finishing up your last ARE exam. That is awesome. Very, very cool. Good luck. And I would like you to leave a review as well. So go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes or in iTunes, just search for Entrepreneur Architect and you'll find us there. And that is a wrap for today's show. You can find a direct link to download this episode uh, or you can go to iTunes and you can see it there or, or listen to it there. And uh, you can you can find a direct link at entrearchitect.com slash episode 75 along with all the show notes. But before we go, as every week, quote of the week, quote of the week. This is by Greg McEwen, the author of Essentialism, which is a book I'm in the process of reading right now. And you may have noticed a whole bunch of my my recent comments are all about uh, essentialism and to, to sort of find the essence in everything we do and, and to minimize the the, the noise in our lives. Greg McEwen says, what if we stopped celebrating being busy as a measurement of importance? What if instead we celebrated how much time we had spent listening, pondering, meditating, and enjoying time with the most important people in our lives? My name is Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. I'll see you next week. Next week, I'm going to be in Atlanta at the AIA convention, but I will still be here because I have a podcast waiting in the queue for you. So we'll see you next week. Have a good one. mentioned it to my family but in terms of telling people like oh yeah we're doing this i'm looking for projects you got anything i'm not there yet because it scares the out of me dreaming of launching your own architecture firm well we'll buckle up for a wild ride with emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm where do we begin we don't even know what type of business to formalize as is it an llc is it an llp like how are taxes i mean the list is astronomical season one featured founders jeffrey lexi and chris owners of level studio architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio one evening stumbled into one last dive we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? 
Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.